What up, Negroes? And welcome back to episode 62 of Pucks Under Pressure Podcast. I am B.A. And I am Jimmy Valentino. And like always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PunksPod, hashtag PodPunks. Our email address is punkspod at gmail.com. Make sure you rate, subscribe, wherever you listen and comment. What's up, bitch? Nothing much. What's been up? You want the good or the bad? It's only been a week. Girl, the good, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, you always trying to bring us down, girl, the good. (laughs) So the good, um, so the good, I actually went to um, a tantric workshop slash yoga, new yoga on Friday. Busting nuts in circles again, huh? It was more than busting nuts in circles, child. This that was around. fucking? Yeah, that was fucking going on, yes. Oh, so this was just a sex party then? So. This was just I'm, a set. It was a set. It but, was a set. And, but what I tell you, I said maybe it's a it's a set and, and they, dis- they disguised the yoga part to... Um, to uh validate them charging people to come in and say it's like a yoga tantric thing but it's really a fuck party so this time around um it was totally different the first time so tell people what tantric is because we might have some new listeners or whatever i mean we have a lot of new listeners the last time we talked about tantric was a while ago okay so tantric is basically um hell i don't know what it is it's basically like a um like a um so it's it's like a so it's supposed to be like a Indian or some kind of style of yoga. That you just be going to see the naked men's. I'm not gonna lie, I do. Okay, so, I mean, but, hey, but look, so this time, so this time around was totally different because um, the person that hosted Brandy Anthony, he's real known doing his workshops and all that stuff. And so, if you know who Brandy Anthony is, you've seen his YouTube, not his YouTube, his um. Twitter account with the fucking and all that stuff. So the first time I went, like a couple of years ago, he wasn't that se- sexual with it, but this time around it very was. It was a lot and more so, black people. And I don't mean there. to cut you off. I don't mean uh-huh. to cut you off, but like tantric is, I just googled it. <laughs> okay. It's basically what you just said. It's, it's, it's uh, from India, and it's like just um, the sensual, spiritual form of sex. Yeah. A womp womp loser. So <laughs> anyway, so but I will say this in in his defense. He was not promoting sex, but it did turn into a sex thing. Something is in my eyes, so that's why I keep blinking. But um, yeah, I did that. And the bad thing is my nose ring came out at the same time. So um, what was you doing that? Oh, your nose ring came out at the at the at the circle jerk. Yeah. What was you doing? So I was putting my clothes back on, and it got caught into my hoodie. Oh, girl. And so I actually got that fixed um yesterday. So how many people showed up to this? So, so like when y'all first came, were y'all actually doing yoga, or it, was it like? So, the first session he had three sessions. He had the actual yoga session, uh-huh. which was when I got there it was like fifteen people there. Excuse me. So he had the tantric massage partner, which was like 20, 20, 20 yeah, about twenty twenty five mm-hmm. people. Um, then it was the group release. Which was at the third session, the circle jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, it was about thirty people, mm. mostly black. So mostly black this time, probably like five white guys. So you know, the dude who does this is 
I think he's based out of Dallas. I want to say not. So it's a different. This is a different one. This one is um based in L.A. So there okay, is a so Dallas version. There is right. a Dallas one too. Okay, and I see. I be seeing uh, it online. I'm like, yeah. I guess. I guess I don't know. I guess to me, I don't want to do anything. I'm not a um. I'm be honest with you. I'm not like a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I probably need to get in tune with that. But um, so even if I was, I, I don't imagine myself like sharing that with a bunch of random naked strangers. Right. So it's different because I've been to two separate ones. I've been to Brandy Anthony's and I've been to um Michelle Hunt. So Michelle Hunt actually does teach us the different movements and stuff for tantric. Brandon did at one point in time, so I'm not gonna not that I'm not gonna not that off of him. But I would say this time around because I think a lot of the came, yeah. Mm. So I, I think a lot of time because he does only fans that they went for the sex part of it, which I ain't gonna lie, I met two fine ass men there, so I ain't gonna lie to you. I had a great ass time. Oh lord. So and especially I have not been touched in over the months since I got my titties done too. So yes, I had a grand, I had a grand old Opry time. How was your week? Uh, my week was cool same old same old uh work gym um went bowling the other night i heard they did that in a long time i heard a you made Lawrence mad time. wow because you was winning or you was drunk or something along that line or did i read that wrong Oh, girl. every time she gets um uh, uh he uh Lawrence is very insecure about winning, and so when he wins, he be uh 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 be thinking that I'm gonna blame it on me being drunk or whatever, because I usually beat him at everything. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't try to you didn't try to clean that up. That nigga no, go go. <laughs> Shit. Okay. The office bullshit. But no. Uh. Yeah, he beat me in um in pool and bowl and bowling. I hadn't bowled in so long. It was like, I guess this is my first time going. Of course, my first time going to a bowling alley after COVID mm-hmm. or doing COVID shit. And they don't have they don't have like the balls out where you just go up and pick your balls up anymore. They have uh-huh. them already set out on your lane and whatever's there, bitch, you gotta work it out. Okay. <laughs> Now that you said that, I wonder about that because you still you picking your hands into the shit. I didn't see a mask stuff. in sight. Um, oh, girl, there the was mask, the mask was on. There was there, I saw there was one guy that was a waiter. He had a mask on. Other than that, I didn't see not a mask in sight. But yeah, mask mask guard thing goes past now. <laughs> but that's all I've been doing. Um. So let's move right along then. Um, our word of the week this week, bitch, is college. Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't seem like it, but I am. I see. What college did you go to, Ho? So I went to three different schools. Oh, girl, here we go. Oh <laughs> you wasn't there, huh? <laughs> so I went so I went to so I I will explain. I, I'm gonna sum this up. <laughs> I'm gonna sum this up. So because, because I was an upper bound, I, because I was upper bound, I was able to go to Alabama State for free for a semester, but I ended up staying for two. Shout out to the Hornets. Um, I went to Alabama and for a couple years. Alabama and them and um, Norman. So, what a, so hold on, so much, Alabama mm-hmm. State and Alabama, because my mama boyfriend is in um, 
is uh, from Alabama. He's a Alabama fan. I don't know which one state or which one. There's a black one. There's a white one, right? So there's a black one and there's a white one. He roots for both of them, but I know like one of them is a black one and one of them is a white one. Yeah, the University of Alabama is is the white one. Okay, that's the one. The napkin. That's the national. Usually, win the national championships for the country football. Um, and the other one is the one Ricky Smiley always talking about. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. My bad. So I went to Alabama State for a couple, like two semesters. I went to Alabama A and M for maybe four or five semesters. But then I decided that because I've been to a, I, most of my life, I've been to a black majority. I've been to majority of black schools majority of my life, I, ever since um, elementary, up until high school, went to college. That I wanted to try to see what a white school was about. So I went to um, University of Alabama, Birmingham, where I graduated. Hmm. What was your major? Um, all three schools, it was mass communication journalism. Hmm. With a minor, my minor changed when I went to UAB because they had a, um, at the time they had a music industry program where they teach you the music business and all that stuff. But they ended up getting cut. So I ended up going to like non-communication verbal, some shit like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I went to Prairie View A and M. Prairie View A and M and Prairie View Texas. Swack. Um, swack. And it's kind of different for me because I had went to pretty much predominantly like not white, but fairly mixed schools. Mm-hmm. Not not majority like all black or all one anything. Fairly mixed schools. And just being around a bunch of country ass white people, you know, K through 12 or whatever. I just, I, going to a black college was like, that's, I just knew that that's what I was going to do. I didn't have no, I mean, I had the only other non-black colleges I considered and I got into was UCLA and Texas Tech. Those are the only ones that I considered other than that, I knew I was going to um, a black college. Be- you know what's so funny? Because I was thinking about this today when we was doing this thing about the topic and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking, because I think I'm a little bit older. Than- yeah, I'm a little bit older. You're saying ain't no talk. A little bit, girl. I'm a little bit. <laughs> so, I know for the late 70s and early 80s babies, we know we had the idea of going to a black school, HBCU, because of school days in a different world. I know um, it was important for me to go to a black HBCU because Alabama State was in my home, my home state with Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And so I never even pictured when I was in school to go to white school because I know my guys was like, don't you want to think, what about um, Auburn? What about such? So it's like, no, if it ain't, if it ain't, if it ain't Howard, um, Tennessee State, Jackson State, FAMU, those schools I was applying to because I knew I wanted to go to HBCU. Now, when it comes to the um, to black schools, because you, you know what's so crazy? I was naive to a lot of stuff. I didn't even know what, what an HBCU was until I started seeing it around campus at Prairie View. Oh, wow. I didn't even know what that stood for until I got there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. And to be honest with you, I, I didn't know what a PWI was until I got on Twitter. I had never heard of that. Like, girl, what are y'all talking about? What is this? Well, I, I had never heard of that that term before until I got on Twitter. Yeah, I knew what H- I think I knew what HBCU was ever since I was little. Mm. Because I watched because school days like I watched school days when I was seven when it when it came out, and then of course a different world. Mm. 
And so, um, why did what was your major? Oh, my major was marketing. I failed it, so that's why that's why I changed. That's why, that's why that's why I changed that minor. Real class, <laughs> I, I was failing. I was failing the marketing class. That's what the easiest thing. But see, <laughs> that's one thing about the business. See, one thing about business majors. Business is the um, major when everybody come to school and they don't know what they gonna do, or they really they just they know they really probably. I'm not gonna say this. They probably not gonna. They just dare because you're supposed to go to college after you graduate, and they're eventually gonna fall off, and they just need something to major in. They mm -hmm. usually go major in business. And because of that bitch, whew, the business hall used to have all the trade. Like, <laughs> but I mean, like, because in business, like our class used to be like, uh, like hundred, uh, like a hundred people classes, like in your like your one hundred, one thousand level, two thousand level courses, and they would mm -hmm. get smaller and smaller as you moved up. Right. By the time you and your senior class, bitch, it's five of y'all in there. <laughs> it's cr that's crazy that shit used to be what anyways so why did you uh abuse what did you want to do with being a communication major just be like so ever since i, I think i told you the story yeah or here before i think ever since i was little i always wanted to do journalism or tv or anything because my whole thing was i either wanted to be spike lee Russell Simmons or Puffy. And I knew by the I knew that all three of them went to school. I know I knew that Puffy and Spike Lee went to HBC HBC, so that was important to me. Mm -hmm. Um then when I went to when I was in Upper Bound, which I don't think a lot of people I know Upper Bound, I don't know a lot of people know what Upper Bound is. Upper Bound is for like kids. When they take the um the the the, the underprivileged Negro kids to school, to colleges. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, but, but, but you gotta be smart yeah. though to get an upper bound yeah. though yeah. You, i mean it ain't just anybody you gotta be smart to get an upper bound yeah so that's basically what it is so um talking to people there they was like so because i wanted to be a writer at the same time because elian harris and um james Earl hardy had already came in terry McMillan, and all them i was reading those books and i wanted to be a writer so they're like oh go be a journalist and all that stuff and so then once i got introduced to Wendy Williams, which I'm yes, I was influenced by Wendy Williams. Oh, not surprised. Back when she had her radio show, I was like, yeah, definitely this is what I wanted to do. So I wanted to do radio. I wanted to be a writer and I wanted to just anything that allowed me to be in the communications field. So that's why I decided to do that. So I mean, of course, like I had I've already told the story on here that uh, Marcus Graham from Boomerang inspired me to major in marketing. But no, I ultimately <laughs> that's the truth. Um, and I was actually I I'm was like full on like into it. I love like all my marketing classes and learning about like consumer behavior and all this shit. Like I love that type of stuff. Um, but I my plans were to go to law school when I finished. Um, so as you can see, that never did happen. Um, but yeah um what was some of the um what was some of your biggest lessons you said you learned like being like and so like i guess social lessons that you learned like life lessons you learned like while you was in school so or was there anything that happened that taught you a lesson so the one thing that taught me a lesson um, I will say this without getting too sad and all this stuff, because I'm not finna go into my whole life story and all that. Um, do what you really want to do. Mm -hmm. 
meaning that because even though I would want to go to college, I almost fell out of college twice mm-hmm. because I was too busy. Because for one, going to college is definitely a culture shock because you used to your mama waking you up and all that stuff. And you used to being on a, this is what time you go to class, this is what time you go to school and all that stuff in high school. So being on your own, it was like, oh shit, I don't have to get up to go to class. Bitch, I didn't go. Right. And I wish that I knew the responsibilities of that. Um, the other thing that I did learn that I share with you offline, but I'm not, I'm just saying now that a lot of times people sell you a dream of certain things that doesn't necessarily become the reality. Because yeah. I know, I know back in, and I'm saying this to, I don't know if we have younger listeners or not, but back in the 2000s, the 90s, we were sold this dream like you get this college degree, you get, you go to college, you get this college degree, you get make money. And to get and the black American dream was to either go to DC or Atlanta, which everybody shit on these shit on these cities now, but that was the reality of the 90s and the 2000s. You go to because ain't no other city where black people really was doing shit for real. And that just happened. That's just recently other cities started doing this. So um I would say the biggest lesson in this, if I had the biggest lesson that I learned that. Do what you really want to do. Don't try to do to please your parents. Don't try to do anything to please your family. And especially if, for me, I was the first one in my family to go to college, period, mm-hmm. to graduate and all that stuff. And that's a lot of pressure. <clears throat> and that's on both sides of the family. So even if you feel that pressure, still do what you want to do. What's your biggest regret? <sighs> my biggest regret. It's like you already said. What's, what's your biggest regret in college? I, my biggest regret, I wish I was a lot nicer to people because part of the reason, part of the issue that I had was um, I was too ambitious for my own good because, like I said earlier, I, I looked at Puffy, I looked at Spike Lee, and I looked at Russell Simmons as my highlights, and I knew I had to get there some kind of way. And um, one of the regrets that happened in the midst, I was going to join a fraternity because the, 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 in Alabama, the idea was, oh, to get to this next level, join a fraternity, join this Greek. That's Alabama. That's why they say you in Alabama. They still sell it to this day. And um, I was on the underground line for this, prefer- for this fraternity. I'm not going to say the fraternity name, but an uh, incident happened where I ended up dropping offline because um, they they tried to convince me to do something that I really wasn't gonna get, I wasn't gonna do. So, and they and they basically um positioned me and say you either gonna do this or you drop the line. So, so what's your biggest regret? So the, my biggest regret is um number one, and I and I say this for one, I should never went to college because I really didn't want to go. In hindsight, because that's the regret right there. Because what I for my major now, and I tell this to kids now, for my major now, you really don't have to go to school for it. You really don't. Because there's YouTube, there's a podcast, there's um different news that you can do to journalism. Well, you know, hold on, I'll take that back. Hold on, I I, I I didn't say that, so I can't take it back. But I I I would I would you know challenge you on that and say that I think it's also important to you know, if you can to go to school because the journalists that have been to school is night and day from the ones that haven't, and you can tell. Right. And it's just a uh, um some things that you do learn in 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 college too, more than the subject matter, you just learn 
professionalism and you learn how to operate um with other people i think i learned that like that's one of the biggest takeaways i took away from college it's not even just a subject matter it's just a learning how to work with people because you're dealing with other you, you and learning how to deal with other, people from other nationalities other states yes um different because each each even though we black and go to hbcu all we still have, have different cultures and you know and speaking of the, like and speaking of uh the whole uh fraternity i never by me going to a hbcu i was never interested in an hbcu i think if i would have went to a, a white college i would have joined a fraternity because i think i would have needed that 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 community of other black people mm -hmm. but when you're at an hbcu and everybody's black it's just i didn't really feel the need to you know what i'm saying it just never really crossed my mind to like it just never was was an interest to me because so for me for me and I and people that like especially in Montgomery, they was like to set yourself up better in life, join a fraternity, join a sorority. But you know what? So but you know what? Time, that's what the, that was, that's what that's they say. Time. That's what they yeah. say. But I just don't think you know. I, I don't want to shit on nobody's stuff, but you know, I just don't see that really putting you in a place. But hey. It's, but so my biggest lessons and my biggest regrets, the biggest lesson that I learned, um, other than what I just learned from like school, just like learning how to like deal with like people, like I really did learn that um, being not, I wasn't really sheltered at all, but I hadn't really uh, been around all types of people, especially um all types of black people people think a HB, hbcu is just like one note but it's all type of black people i saw like you you had your gangsters you had your kids that was uh into skateboarding you had your goth black kids you had your you had your trust fund babies you had you had all type of people at the hbcu and so that's why when people act like, oh, uh, if you don't go to a, uh, you only when you go to a HBC, you only experience black stuff, and you really don't. You really don't. You spit it's more than that because pretty much all the professors and all the staff is not black. At least they, it was at Prairie View. I mean, they, I'm, I'm it was a lot of black staff, but it was also a lot of non-black staff. Because I will say this: because there was, they was they was African, um, Indian. Indian or Muslim. And Asian. Asian. Especially dependent, especially if they talk science or math, which is so, I know that sounds racist, but it is. Let's be, let's call it what it is. <laughs> <laughs> let's, listen, let's call it, listen, let's call it what it is. Them Indian professors used to run the College of Business at Prairie View. So it was very rare that, but what we did get, you got black people that's from the Caribbean, you got black people that's from Africa and all that stuff. So if, if I will say this, I I would never shit. Even though I didn't graduate from HBCU, I would never shit on HBCU a day in my life. <laughs> I, just, I, would, I just wanted something different after the after I've been up for going to black school. I just want to go to white school to see how to experience that. Listen, I had an Indian teacher that taught. Uh, what was that? One of my economics class, Doctor Tyler Ogden, and we used to call him Doctor T, of course, because what am I saying all that? Mm -hmm. And I swear, this man accent was so thick. I didn't hear nothing he would say except for when he would say GDP. And like, <laughs> I swear, he would just be talking and I just hear GDP. And then that's all I would hear. Like, I don't know how I passed that class because I was like, fuck, how are y'all understanding this man? Like, I don't, 
<laughs> but my biggest, <laughs> my biggest, my biggest regret, my biggest regret in college is not being in the moment. Yeah, and um, I think kind of, kind of, kind of on um what you had said too. I was just so uh worried about um like graduated and um getting a job and and just and, and you know getting an apartment I and mean, getting like. you know, nice car and nice clothes, you know, being Marcus Graham, you know? And I think that mm -hmm. if I wouldn't have, like, if I would have just lived more in the moment during college, I think, you know, that's one of my biggest regrets. Did you join any auxiliary clubs, like, at the Prairie View, like, um... I was I in the band. Okay. I was in a band, like, when I first came, but then I realized that, um... I didn't want band to be my life. Okay. In the way that it, it has it to is be, their life. Yes, right? It, it, and and, and I wasn't, life. I wasn't willing to. I want to like experience college. Like I'm not gonna be out here at two o'clock in the morning with y'all on this football field practicing and shit. Like that, that um Beyonce documentary when she was um which one is it when she had the band homecoming. Yes, like when they was doing all the rehearsals, like that's like very, very normal for an HBCU band. Right. Like them niggas be practicing like twelve hour days and shit for a football game. No, ma'am. My roommate was in the band when I was at Album State, and he literally was going eight, eight, eight from six in the morning to 12, eight, 12 p.m., 12 a.m. at night. But <laughs> and I was like, damn, it could be yes. me. And then I, I didn't want to do much else, but um, I did like intramural basketball, shit like that, but nothing else. I, I called myself wanting to play uh, baseball one year, but then that just, I didn't want to do anything that was going to really take me away from like, I guess being a college student, if that makes sense. I was on the yearbook. And I was on the newspaper. Um, I was on some other shit. I can't even think of right now. Mm. So yeah, I was I was trying to be social, but even even my mean ass trying to be social for a little bit. One thing I do miss about uh, Preview is like um, everybody would like dress up to come to class, like to come to the yard, like. People would like, like, I mean, girls would be walking around campus in like five, six inch heels, like going to class. Like, it used to be like, you know, we, we black nigga. Like, people did not play around. It wasn't. I mean, I mean, people had their days where they made it did they sweatpants or whatever. But for the most part, niggas got up in iron clothes like they was in high school every day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where my reading come in now. So I wasn't gonna read nobody, but I didn't read this. For so, let me read. <laughs> so Alabama, so Alabama and them. So before I say this, do we have do we have listeners in the Midwest? Because you know you know you know all our numbers. They're everywhere. Okay. So sorry everybody from the Midwest <laughs> <laughs> ahead of time. So at Alabama and them, we had people from Chicago, St. Louis, Detroit, um, Dayton, Ohio. These these niggas were dressed up to the nines. They had whatever latest fashions, hmm. had their hair done. And mind you, Alabama hmm. AM was on the hill. Alabama AM was on the hill. You had to walk to your class. These bitches had on heels, had on yes. culottes, whatever the whatever the style was in the 2000s. Mm -hmm. And these hoes was grand as fuck. They were stuck up as hell. And I was thinking all this time, and they used to call us country because we're from Alabama. What I did not know until later on in life. St. Louis, is, say, if you're from St. Louis, you country as fuck. Oh yeah, if you're from, Chicago. 
if you're from Detroit, your country is fuck. All that right there, them niggas just all my Ohio is country is fuck. Chicago is country is fuck. I deal. I love you. Your city is country is fuck. With that said, yes, I may we may be southern, but y'all style is country was fuck, especially back in the two thousands when that, that Nelly shit was popping and y'all had y'all right there chicken head dance. It was country Listen, as fuck. I used so, to, bro, when I tell you I used to spend my, I used to go to the Galleria and just like spend my overpayment. And that's one thing, like, I told y'all about here. I think last episode I talked about how my clothes got stolen. Like all my clothes and my shoes got stolen. And that's mm-hmm. what stopped me from being materialistic. Because when I tell you, bitch, I used to, hmm. I was. That's why people be online talking about uh student loan uh forgiveness. I'm like, I'd be cool. Like, listen, I want to forgive it like a motherfucker, but I can't sit up here and act like bitch. I ain't bought a fucking duffel bag full of Von Dutch hats with my overpayment. Okay. <laughs> so like, I'm not, I'm not even gonna sit up here and act like I ain't bought you know a whole bunch of like just Lacoste shirts and whatever people was wearing. What was that Latiga shit? What everybody was wearing with the. Yeah. Yes, all that. Listen. <coughs> so, so let me ask you this: Going to a black school, since so I went to a black school and a white school, when did you get your refund check? Let's talk financial aid, bitch. So, one thing I noticed at a financial aid, in I mean at financial aid at my HBCU that I went to, is that people give people put all the shit on the H, on the school and on the financial aid office when it's really the students. And most of it comes from really a lot of people. It's like first generation college students. They don't know mm-hmm. anything about like financial aid or anything. These, I, I'm not making this up. Niggas will fill their FAFSA out the first week of school and then be in financial aid talking about where my money at. Okay. Like, so, girl, it's going to be a while. You're going to have so, to wait for that. You're going to wait a while for that. But, but if you got all your shit in on time, yo, nigga, you get your overpayment like before the um, Labor Day Classic. Let me tell you how. Let me tell you how. <laughs> so no, you can get you a cute little outfit for the Labor Day Classic, bitch. No, nigga. Never tell you how fucked up Alabama and um at Alabama State was. <laughs> so you can fill your faster payment out the year before. Mm-hmm. They will hold your refund check to after Labor Day. Oh no, bitch! They, they hold your check. They hold. They will hold. Not only would they hold it, I don't. Because I turn that campus up. They will hold your check to not only Labor Day. Now you cool. Now mind your school started a month before Labor Day started. Right. So you, so you ain't got no books. You don't have no books. You don't have. You get you a book voucher. You they wouldn't give you that. We didn't have book vouchers. If you have financial aid coming, you can go get they, you a book voucher. Back when I went to school, they didn't. Wow. Have so then they have the book voucher. You can't go get no book voucher. You. Could, I'm lying. They did have a book voucher, but they, I, I forgot how much it was. So then your your tuition, your room and board, all that stuff, they're threatening to kick your shit out knowing they're holding your shit. They wow. were they were threatening to do that shit. So the real reason why I went to a white school because I said I wanted to experience the white, I wanted the white experience. See, no, even if even oh. for the people who even for the people who did they shit extremely late, Prairie View would give them what they would call a short term loan, which is basically just just then you just, just extending your shit till your stuff get there. No, if I so no, they wouldn't do that shit. The wow. So, <laughs> so I got slick. So when they said work study, when they asked off a of work study, they're like, where do you want to work at? So the two places I want to go work at when I went to the black school, mm-hmm. the registrar's office or the financial aid office. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. So I went to work in the restaurants to make sure I keep my class in check. So I got uh-huh. my refund check. Then I got cool with the the, the financial aid office, which because they work together. Uh-huh. So I was getting my shit earlier than everybody else was because they because they were like, oh, we were on the run to turn them out this day. We were on the, on the run to turn them out this day. That's how fucked up the shit was. No. So then, La- uh-uh. you got to have our shit by Labor Day. Labor Day Classic is no. the big. It's one of the biggest events at Prairie View. It's, no. it's, it's the Prairie View and TSU football game. Like, n- no, bitch. we did. It was it was niggas getting a, it was niggas getting that shit kicked out a month later. I'm finna age I, I, I'm finna age myself real quick. You know, um, we was getting overpayments before like they was doing the direct deposit option. So y'all was getting checked. My freshman year, yes, you had to you you yes. had to like at standing line. They were actually no no my freshman year they was doing them at the um. The, you had to go to the regular registrar's office to pick them up. Yeah. Then it, it was so many people, bitch. They had to move it to the baby dome, the uh, fucking like gymnasium, where they have the uh, basketball games at, and they passed out overpayments there. And it was like it looked like a basketball game, bitch. Everybody in there getting their checks. It was like crazy. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then let me tell you this. So then when I went to the white school, guess when we got our guess when we got our refund check. We went what? to high school a month before school start. Yeah, you could get your shit before school started. No, we actually they was literally like, here you go, your check. We got so nobody got their stuff for school start, even if they had it in early. No. Oh no. No. I can tell you, Tony. Tony used to do his shit early. Guess when he got his refund check? When? Three three weeks after school started. Oh no. Baby, we used to get all checks. And then if then he only way he did get it, I think at the time he became a um resident assistant. And he was able to get it earlier because he was an RA. Whenever the whenever the feds released them funds, they used to give them to us. No, because they was like them bitches would hold that shit. Wow. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it now, but back then it was very Let's hold this shit. And you know what? One thing we haven't talked about either is um one thing that was really in the uh, recent news uh with the house with the housing and Howard with the mole and shit. It's so mm-hmm. funny because uh going to Prairie View that's was the housing was one reason why I went there because out of all the other schools I went to, I was like, I don't think I could live here. When I went to Morehouse, I I don't think I could live here, girl. And so, that, I mean, and, and that's what I was like, and 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 that really was a factor into me. Um... So let me say this because I know we got to listen to listen to them with the Morehouse and Howard. Back then, back in I'm gonna say ninety nine two thousand, and this is twenty years ago. Morehouse was sold to me like, oh, go to Morehouse is a prestigious school. Go to Howard's a prestigious school prestigious mm-hmm. upper bound going there for college tours i was like huh y'all ain't got no central air y'all ain't got no central air. None, like and and y'all only want to give me a partial scholarship girl yes and so here so howard howard made it worse because howard is the black Harvard and all that stuff? To us. Is it? That's it's that's uh-huh, what, that's up, it's uh-huh. So 
going there and what so what is so fucked up now that the, the same shit that they had back then is the same shit the kids going through now. And as much money as Howard gets from endowment, as much money as Morehouse gets from endowments, and much money Spelman get from endowments, because they apparently they're the only black HBCUs that everybody knows that gets money. Yeah, ain't no way in hell your shit should be raggedy. Why is it, it seems like why is the school managing housing? Because I think I mean not I think about at Prairie View like housing is outsourced. Like a, a whole third party comes in and a whole management company comes in. Now, the, manage co- the management company does hire local people and like students and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's a management company and it's maintenance. It's a maintenance crew. Like they walking around the grounds constantly, I guess. So they repairing shit that they see. So it's never a chance for there to be like mold. Like y'all don't have maintenance people that's constantly like, well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I know, um, when I left Alabama a they had just started doing student apartments when I left Alabama a We had maid service my freshman year and our freshman doings, but they stopped doing it like the year after. Mm-hmm. So, is... Girl, they wouldn't do nothing but come in there and be nosy, just vacuum and clean the mirror. Girl, get out no. of here. <laughs> Did y'all have community showers? I've See, oh, see, that's one thing I missed out on, bitch. I never got a chance to experience... <laughs> <laughs> I never got a chance. <laughs> I never got a chance to experience community showers. My freshman year, it was just me and my sweet mate. It was just, it was like our our rooms. It was like one room kind of, but like the bathroom separated our size of the room. And mm-hmm. then my sophomore year, I lived in a two bedroom, two bath apartment on campus. And then I moved off campus after my sophomore year. Baby. So I was not, I will admit, I I have done some freak shit, but the community shower shit was not my thing. But <laughs> no, we don't have it's but but no buildings that pray if you have community showers. So, but um how can I say this? I'm trying not to be that. <laughs> but it used to be this guy at Abbott and Tony knows who I'm talking about, so I'm not gonna say his name. But when I tell you this man was so fucking fine, he was older than all of us because I think he was 26 mm-hmm. standing in the dorm. So, and he used to be a stripper. Great, it's old to be standing in the dorm, girl. Yeah, so he used to be a stripper. <laughs> so, and he was on Mara Povich or something. But anyway, I used to time my showers to go on the same time he goes to the shower. Oh, of course you did. Because I like that man was so fucking fine and he was bodied. And he probably caught on. And he knew the dudes were looking because you know he used to wear them, the trade boxes with the the hole open with the dippy popping oh, yeah. out. The prison boxes. The prison boxes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember that. Then I remember one dude got caught, um, sucking dick in the bathroom. I could imagine he got caught sucking dick in the bathroom, and they was like, "Yeah, stay away from him." Yeah, I, I like, never oh. got any like. So we had like, we had like it was the dorms we stayed in our freshman year. It was like there were like three levels, and mm-hmm. each level had like a TV room in the middle of the floor. And like, I remember one night, I went in there and I was I used to go in there because oh my god, I had a fucking at the time of my freshman year I had a Kira Zero phone with Sprint service, bitch. And Ooh, so had money, had a money. Kira Zero that wasn't nothing. That was a cheap ass phone. You had a phone, <laughs> and so 
But yeah, that's because that's I was away from home, or far away from home. Not far, but I was away from home. But I had a landline with long distance. Oh, girl, we got a with long distance card. I remember calling cards. Oh my yes. god! <laughs> but anyways, I used to have to go into the uh, to the uh, TV room to even get service on that bitch. And one day, like this dude came in there, and he came in. And he went to his room. He saw me in there. Then he went to his room. He came back out his room and just his boxers. And he sit out on the um on the um on the on the couch. And I'm I'm sitting on the phone or whatever. And he just like starts rubbing his dick and shit. And like I used to, I was like I used to be so naive when I was in college. That's another thing I regret being so goddamn naive. Cause like me back then, I was like, okay, he needs some privacy. Let me get up and go. Like me now, bitch. I don't mean had that shit in the back of my throat. <laughs> I'm like, okay, he needs some privacy. Let me go. This is weird. Like, I don't want to. And then, like, I, I was, I remember one time I was out walking back from the library or something, and this one dude just stopped me. He was like, uh, he, I don't know, right? And the only thing he said to me, he was like, uh, give me your number. I was like, I looked at him. I was like, for what? I was like, just like that. I was, that's how naive I was, Jimmy. And he goes, so I can call you, and what? I just, and, and I just turned around and oh, I just turned what? around and I just turned around and walked off. And then that dude, he used to always be like, when he would see me around campus, he would act like he saw a ghost. I was like, boy, ain't nobody finna tell your tea. But speaking like, of shit like this, what was your dating life like in college? <laughs> I honestly did not date because, at the, like I said before, so this is going to be problematic, and I apologize ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, um, like I said, I was trying to join fraternity, so I was trying to be clocked by nobody. Yeah. So um, I did have, I did fool around, but I wasn't trying to, I wouldn't date nobody. Mm-hmm. Because my whole thing was, I was trying to be a fraternity, and at that time, um, I don't even know what it is now, but being gay in a fraternity was not the business. Later, later on in life, I found out that it's a lot of motherfuckers, a lot of gay motherfuckers. Yeah. Shit. But back then, it was like, mm-mm. I think for me, I just, I did date. I had like a boyfriend most of the time. Um, I can go into detail about that, but that was like really like, girl. Um, but Dating, um, yeah, I remember one time. So, <laughs> so I had this, I had this, in, I had this class with this one guy. Uh, I ain't gonna say his name. I was about to say his name. So I had to clap this mm-hmm. one guy, and um, he had the book for the class. Mm-hmm. And me and him used to like share a book or whatever. And I knew he liked me. Like I knew this guy liked me or whatever. And I'm like, whatever. I just need this book, bitch. You know what I'm saying? And so one day he was supposed to give me his book before he left campus, but he didn't. He was like, come to my house and get it. Oh. So, so my, I got a boyfriend this time. So I'm like, I'm totally innocent. I'm like, whatever, fuck, whatever. I'm going to go get this book. So I go to his house to get his book. So so the whole time, most of most of the time I was in college, I used to wear a uh, a Boston fitted cap, like the blue Boston foot fitted cap with the red B. Yeah, so I, I I used to have that on. Like people knew me by that hat. That's I used to have it all the time, right? So I go over there to his house or whatever. I get the book. 
uh walking out or whatever the um in the driveway or whatever he stayed kind of far he stayed in uh people from houston would know what i'm talking about he stayed in cyprus like when they first started building houses and so it was kind of far from prairie view so they was running the house out there so i'm walking to the car or whatever this nigga grabs my hat and runs back in the house right mm-hmm. so i'm like okay can you give me my hat he wouldn't give me my hat sorry right? so i go back to campus whatever Without my hat, I'm like, bring my hat to school tomorrow. Like, I need my motherfucking hat. Like, why would you do that? So the next day comes. I ain't think nothing of it. Um, woo woo woo. I know when I, whenever I see him or whatever, I get my hat. So my boyfriend calls me and was like, "Who is this queen with your hat on?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, this nigga." So not only do this nigga got on my hat. This nigga done, this nigga gonna put together a whole like blue and red outfit like with my hat. And it's walking around the campus with my hat on and my boyfriend noticed it. No, I can't. Like that's that's type of like messy shit that like, used used to happen like on campus and shit. I know. <laughs> like so, that is some messy shit. So I take that back. I did date somebody, but when this is when I went to um Alabama, I went to the UAB the white school. And that relationship was hell. So I'm not gonna even get into that. But um it was different. Every, it, being young and gay back then, it was so adventurous. So did you so college was my first time ever like messing with a guy? I was in high school. Okay. And so I was really like, um, um, I don't know what's the word. I I really, so I didn't really become a a whore until like the later part of the year, but like later part, like junior, senior year, but like my freshman, sophomore year, I was so naive to like a lot of shit and like stuff that used to go on and like just dudes around campus and like did the download shit and all that stuff I, I listen i still to this day don't know how to catch them cues you have to come out and just flat out tell you say say it i didn't catch it either because my hood ass thought you staring at me i was about to fight you back then so it was like what what you fuck what the fuck look what the fuck you looking at we did you see up on um um college club and black planet college club it was college club black planet um yahoo messenger Oh yeah, uh, uh, aim. Listen, so I remember I had a um a stalker, um, cause like you used to could um um, so if you we they used to publish a phone book, and if you know the um room number, if you know that person window, you can get their you can kind of like know their room number and get their phone number at the phone book because oh, all no. the because all the buildings the inside of the building all the rooms are numbered the same so you know what rooms are what in the, another building so you can just like building 35 you know what room that is so you can call that room i used to have we had this one nigga uh because my, my roommate was gay too uh my freshman year he went to high school with me and we had this one dude who stalk us and just call our room and prank call our room. And then it it elevated to like knocking on our window because um, it was on the first floor on the corner. 
and niggas just knock on our window and run. Like, all type of, like, crazy shit. Like, this is not cool, y'all. It wasn't cool. Niggas was crazy. Niggas was crazy. It was so college to me, Nick with the candy gay shit. Niggas was adventurous as fuck. For one. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was now talk about everybody talking about sneaky links now. That was some sneaky ass shit to have sex in college. You meet the, and especially um if another school was in the another school was in the same vicinity. Shout out to Oakwood. College in um Oakwood. Come on, uh, SDA. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I grew up Seven Day Adventist, right? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> you did not know that. No, baby, my grandma wanted me to go to the school so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so we said SDA. I'm like, hold up, nah, something new. So shout out to Oakwood. <laughs> and shout out to UAH and um and um. In Huntsville, and when at Alabama State, we had Tuskegee, Alabama, and UM. Shout out to them. So, but uh, it was that was a very sneaky leak. Um, yes, I then I started tipping the I started tipping to Houston too, like starting my junior senior year. Um, and that's when I started getting wild. You know, first time had to go visit that that campus clinic, bitch. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let Let's talk about that. <laughs> We tell everything else. Let's talk about that. Girl, I had to I had to go. So I was embarrassed, right? So I was like, I'm going to go. I'm not going to tell the like receptionist people like what's going on until I get in there with the doctor. I'm going to tell the doctor, like, you know what I'm saying? What's mm-hmm. up? So I'm telling them, like, I got a cold or whatever. I got a cough or whatever. I, I forgot what I told them, like a stomachache or something. And so it was a black, like, nurse or whatever. It was a black lady. And, like, she, I guess she was going to let me see the doctor. She just kept asking me what's wrong. And I was like, girl, my dick hurt. And then she, like, I, I didn't say my dick hurt, but I told her what's going on. And then she, like, okay, so she moved me to another room. Mm-hmm. And so the room she moves me to has all these like posters talking about um, yes, okay. like posters. STDs posters and talking about um you lucky this time. I, I'm not gonna lie, one poster was was talking about it wasn't the exact verbiage, but it said you lucky this time. Next time it could be HIV or something. Yeah, like, I promise, like that. Yes. I yes, promise that, that remember, poster I, said that. I remember, I remember that poster. Yes, I do remember. And that I'm, I'm thinking to myself, why do I have to go to a different room? Like. Why can't I just stay in that room over there? Like, whoa! <laughs> I'm in the. You got to move into the naughty room, like, yes, girl. You 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 in the shame room for STDs. That's what like. What <laughs> you in the you in the STD room. They they had so because they had the STD room. They had the, <laughs> they had the the team. They had the pregnancy room, and they had the regular room. The regular room. <laughs> <laughs> I never forget that bitch. <laughs> they transferred me to that different room. I was like, okay. That's, so now you're a single parent room. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's basically what it is. But um, I was like, they was like, um, they was asking me like, um, for my folks' insurance. I was like, bitch, I wish y'all would. How much is this shit? <laughs> I wish I would found this on this shit. How much is this? Girl, I have to pay for that shit. It was it, I, college. I will say this, and like you said earlier, if I was, uh, I wish I would have enjoyed the moment because I regret 
not regret, but I miss certain times. Like I miss being able to go to the parties, mm-hmm. having a good time. Um, I miss um, I don't miss the I don't miss the lunchroom food by a long shot, but I miss seeing the people. Girl, our lunchroom shit used to hit. That food used to be good. Shout out, shout out to Miss Pat. First of all, who is a preview legend? I wonder where Miss Pat is at. She used to be the person that take your card at the or your money when you came into the um cafeteria, mm-hmm. and like shout out to Miss Pat, like who let me slide. Like sometimes my senior year when I didn't have a meal plan and shit, like that lady's a legend. But our food used to be so good. It used to be good. No, mm, no. Wow. No. And you would think you think Alabama would be good, but it's not. And most people say, and I've never really heard people say that HBCU, HBCU food was bad. They probably look that was like I said, it was ninety nine. Shit changed when you were from because you know you know I'm I'm a little bit older than you, so yeah. Right. Well, let's move it right along with the show, bitch. We got a show to do, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before we move on to the show. I'm gonna address something. I'm gonna address something that something was said on Twitter today. I'm not gonna say his name, Lou. Um, <laughs> what happened? So he said something about people look down. I'm, I'm just paraphrasing the people that's getting in debt to go to school and the reason why they went in debt in school. I'm paraphrasing is to make themselves feel better about not getting a blue collar job or something to that nature. So I'm gonna say this a lot of us, especially if we grew up in single parent homes and grew up especially some of us went to school to get out of get out of the hometown because it's small towns and all that stuff and it's i'm not looking i'm not putting down a blue collar job blue collar people to make a lot of more money that's true we didn't t- we weren't taught that in school that was not the thing however my generation our parents that grew up from the civil my mom coming from the civil rights was one generation removed from segregation and all that stuff they told they did not want us to do blue collar work even when i tried to do blue collar work they was like no we fought for this education go get your education and i say this to say most of us did not go to school to make ourselves feel better about blue collar work and none of that stuff most of us went to school because we wanted to leave our hometown mm-hmm. most of us had other dreams like i want to be puffy you want to be a business major and us in our small towns couldn't do that, unfortunately, at the, especially at the time when we went to school. Yeah. So I'll say all this to say, don't knock somebody because they went to school. I know people knock you for doing your blue collar job. You make more money than a lot of people. True. You don't have you don't have the responsibilities for student debt, but that's the price we pay to get out of our hometown. Yeah. One so thing I will say. One thing I will say is that. When I think my age group, my because I graduated school, high school in 2002, mm-hmm. there was not even just like blue collar jobs, but jobs that didn't require a college education was plentiful. Like you can here in Dallas, DFW, you can um, you can graduate high school. You can go work at um um, it's AT&T now was Southwestern Bell. You can go work at General Motors. You can go work at the post office. You can go work for American Airlines as headquarters. You can go work at all Coors, uh, uh, Buren Company. You go work at all these um, companies, Alcon, the um, contact lens place. You can go work at all these places and like 
um, make a living without going to college. And those those jobs kind of went away. So everybody started going to college, I think. And then um, I know those people who I went to school with, the people who did go to work at Southwestern Bell and General Motors and shit, those are the people who own homes. Those are the people who have families. And <laughs> like everybody else, like me who went to school, bitch, we downtown ridden and uptown ridden. And so it's like, I think it's just a time thing. Like uh, those jobs really weren't there for like a lot of people. Like a lot of these new people, and and for the most part, you stayed in a hub. You lived in a hub. I did live in a hub, and and, 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 and where there was businesses, and 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 that's one reason why I've never moved. Right, I never really had a reason. It never really made sense for me to move. And it's a lot of people that went to school, especially went to HBCUs. They went to a Howard. They went. They came to Atlanta because at that time, you get your degree. Like I said earlier, you get your degree. You come here to get a better job. And I guess, and I'm and I'm saying this because I'm not knocking blue collar jobs. I'm not I'm not knocking a trade because if I had to do all this shit all over again, I would have went to trade school myself. But most of us that went to school got got in debt to go to school. That put ourselves through school to get in debt. Lep did it because we wanted something better for our lives. We wanted to leave our hometown. Most people that got blue collar jobs don't leave their hometown. Let's let's be let's be clear, and I'm not knocking them for not leaving, but that's I Montgomery, Alabama. I didn't want to stay there, and being in Montgomery, going to Montgomery now ain't shit there to go to. Mm. So I had to leave. I had to. I probably I possibly could have went to Birmingham, but they closed the, the shit down in Birmingham too. So a lot of people, what they didn't tell, what they did not prepare you for college, and I know when you left college, by the time I left college, the whole recession has happened. Mm. So. None. Nobody was prepared for that. Mm, I was in the middle of it. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's shit. Life happens. So I say, like Lou, I love you, and all, and I'm not reading you none of that shit. But I just had to address that part since we talking about college. So did you watch Drag Race? I wish I could get a whole hour back from watching that. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. That shit was a mess. It was the worst. It was the worst so, game ever. So, so and I went it, back and I went back to watch Snatch Games just to make sure I was lying, but that was really the worst. Oh, so that made it even worse if you went back and watched old ones. So, yes. uh, this week on Drag Race was the Snatch Game, where um, if y'all don't know, for the people who probably don't watch Drag Race but listen, uh, the Snatch Game is a game where they uh, pick a celebrity um or a public figure to um impersonate and they try to make it funny on like a um old school game type show type of deal. Yes. And Willow Peel was Drew Barrymore, Deja uh was Lil John, Bosco was Gwyneth Patro, uh Diabetti was Ozzy Osbourne, Lady Camden, Shakespeare, Angie was Tammy Brown, Jasmine was Bessie DeVos, and Georges was Klarna um, I don't I'm know. Sorry, who. she was from um Broad City. I didn't tell you that. Uh, I don't know. Georges didn't know either. Um, but she looked like the girl. She looked like the girl though. She did look like her, but you know, a lot of them look like her. Uh, Willow looked like Drew Barrymore. Right. <laughs> if we go be honest, her name <laughs> actually. So the person that name that um Georges was was Iyanla Glazer. 
Okay, Ayana Glazer. Yeah. Why why did Lady Camden give uh William Shakespeare titties? There was a lot that she did with William Shakespeare. Why did she get a man titties? Like a whole titty plate. So But when she come I, out there, I mean, haven't she came out there and dragged before with no titty plate on? Yeah. Why would you do that? But you give William Shakespeare titties. They said make it drag. Okay, so who was your favorite? <laughs> by default was <laughs> Deja. By default. De- Deja by default. So you know, here's the deal. <laughs> you know who I think had the most. <laughs> sorry. You know who I think had the most potential, and a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't understand was Bosco with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. And if you know, because like he said, he was doing Gwyneth Paltrow, not the actress, but, but Goop. The, the the white hotel Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, the Goop, Goop Gwyneth Paltrow. White hotel. Yes. yes. And, and, and white hotel-tress. And, yes. And, and, and that is hilarious. Y'all go Google and see what Gwyneth Paltrow has been up to lately. And just... Pussy smelling candles. All candles. that type of stuff in the... the uh, all type of stuff for your pussy and and just all I don't know just the, go, all that egg stuff and go play the dildos and shit. Just a lot of like hotel stuff. And I she would say that. all that old holistic stuff too. She's probably not vaccinated. <laughs> probably not allegedly. So, <laughs> um, I would say this. Um, on paper, everybody had a good idea on paper. Because mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore was a good, good choice. Um, Gwyneth was a good choice. You know, that's a good observation. Everybody did have a good, uh, the only good thing the, on, on paper. The, the only, the only at the time when they said they were doing it that was questionable to me at the time was um, Angie doing Tammy Brown. Because that was I mean, that was that was question that was the like the question that was the questionable one. I love yeah. Tammy Brown, but uh, Tammy Brown gave y'all uh, gave us those um that those untucks or whatever, right? Um, but she was Tammy Brown is hilarious though. I love Tammy right. Brown because that's when because that's what that's what I expected when she said she was gonna do Tammy Brown. So that's why I had the question mark when she said she was gonna do that. Everyone else on paper looked good. Was like, oh, this is a good character, good character, good character. What happened was they were telling jokes, but the jokes was not landing. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people just didn't get the Gwyneth Patro. Um, I think um, everybody really looked like the person, like uh, Dia Dia Betty. She did good with um, Ozzy Osbourne, like far as look wise, but it's just she could have she could have she could have went a lot more. There was a character she could have done or whatever. And uh, I don't know. They always and so because of that <laughs> because of that, they all are up for elimination except uh 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 Deja. Right. Yeah, Lil John. And right so song. next week I guess they're gonna have a lip sync battle where they're all gonna battle or whatever. Yes. And I think they're gonna send two girls home. So I think they're gonna send two girls home, and I also think that's when the chocolate gonna be revealed. The chocolate gonna be real. Oh fuck! Who you think going home? Um, let me see who's left. Well, who, who, who you think gonna be the bottom two? The two to go home. Um, based on lip syncs, I'm going to say Diabetti and da da da. Probably Jasmine. That's my two. I say ja- I say Daya and Jasmine. Daya and Jasmine with uh probably Jasmine going home. 
because I see because that would be Jasmine's fourth time in the bottom, and at this point, Jasmine's the bottom every week. I don't think I don't think I don't think she has um enough. I don't know. I don't think she's. I don't think she's gonna be able to finesse her way until the top four to keep going. She's a, like she's a. I will say she's a good competitor, but far as her um stamina in this competition i think we have reached the course but i think you somebody asked this on twitter i think or maybe you or somebody else um going back to cornbread if, do you think if at this far in the competition do you think cornbread would still be in the competition i did ask that okay and so my thoughts at this point i don't think she would have been me either and based on, and I'm and I'm basing this off challenges that they have seen, based off on what she um, had presented, what so she far. has presented so far, um, because I think her stick would have lasted for a long time, but I think she would have gotten her way like so many other girls have done in the right. past, or she would have been like a um, I hate to uh bring her name up, but uh, um a candy muse so they just keep around because she starts shit and right like, or it's, it's like tv or whatever so um yeah i don't think I, as much as i wanted cornbread to be in the top four before her um eliminate her elimination but based on everything we've seen now i was like mm. Mm. i guess well so we'll see what's gonna happen next week child huh. well so that was a big letdown but Speaking of <laughs> speaking of um drag queens, drama queens, Jesse Smollett was sentenced the other day. Hashtag free Jesse. Hashtag do what? Free Jesse. That's the hashtag. That's Girl, going on. Not on here. Jesse Smollett was found guilty in um uh, December on five counts of disorderly conduct for making false statements to police when he reported he was the victim of a hate crime attack. Y'all know all the bullshit. And he was sentenced to 150 days. Six months. In the pokey. Six months and um and, a hell a hell of five fine. And they saying he in a psych ward with no special treatment. Um and the family is saying they're receiving threats. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to? You, do I, let me share my thoughts. You want me to share ahead. my thoughts? Yes. Okay, so th- there's a hashtag saying free Jesse. I'm not saying that, but there's a hashtag. His um, family started it um, to write. So, what is interesting? Taraji um, started, has posted her free, free um, Jesse. However, how she started this off was she didn't really say that she believed him. That's so I'm based on her tweet. Based on her that she said she didn't believe she didn't believe he was innocent. She didn't go that far. However, her point was that people have committed worse crimes that he has done. People have basically long story short, people have lied and got and got off scot free scot free. Um and him not working is his, is his punishment because he's never going to work in Hollywood again. He's never going to even work in a Tyler Perry movie no time soon, or the Lee Daniels, or a Lifetime movie, unless he produced it. So him working is his own punishment. So and I jokingly said earlier in the shows that I don't think, I know he, I felt like he was guilty, but I still believe that he don't deserve to go to jail. I still believe that. But that's not, that's not me. That's, I can't, I can't. Yeah. I can't really say that that's the reason why, but I still don't believe him. 
yeah, he's guilty, but I don't think he deserved to go to jail for what he's done. For what he's done. I really want to think if he would have just said, yeah, I did it. Let me pay this fine. Stop wasting y'all time. Girl, fuck you. He, he I I don't think he should have gone to jail either. But I think the reason why he's going to jail is because they gave him so many outs. They gave him so many times. So like just be like, bro, come clean with this shit. But no, I feel like I feel like that would have been going against what the whole purpose of this was to do was for him to be able to um be the gay Tupac. And um <laughs> and go on this uh and just be able to go on interviews and stuff and always talk about this shit that happened that happened to him supposedly and you know and how he was a victim of this and how he can just you know and to just spin it and right. I, and, and, I, and I think a lot of people was a lot of other people was ready to jump behind him jump behind that and that's why they can't let go of the um of the lie either. And it's crazy that he's keeps going, and he's just gonna just keep going. And when he got out of jail, it's gonna be even worse. Like it's just. Ugh. And so, and I say this. So I know his brothers and sisters are saying that he's innocent. I expect them. To, I expect him. I expect them to say that he's innocent. Stand by your family. When I seen gays that he's friends with personally say that he's innocent, and they believe him. I expect that to keep. I expect y'all to say that. Keep the same, keep the same energy because that's your friend and all that stuff. But in the court of public record and in court, he's guilty. He, the only thing that he's guilty if the only thing that you believe that Jesse made a mistake, he made a mistake. He could have fixed this, but they was willing to make set example out of his ass, and now he's an example. Only because he drug it out and he kept lying and he get just. Want to keep holding on to the lie, and it didn't have to get it. It didn't have to get here, so that's why I, I just don't care about them hundred and fifty days, girl. Going there, and he talking about that he in the psych ward. They in the psych ward. He got him in the psych ward. I'm like, oh, <sighs> good luck to that man. Come on, Kiki Palmer. <laughs> Speaking of um, batshit crazy people. So, um, a man kills three people over a social media post. Wow. A New Jersey man was convicted on um, just the other day on killing two children and a college student after he broke into the home um, back in November of two. This oh, he did this back in 2016, but he's just not getting convicted this week. Um, and he tortured six victims over a Facebook post. Um, Jeremy Arrington was found guilty of three counts of murder, three counts of attempted murder, burglary, uh, criminal restraint, and weapon charges. Uh, he stabbed eight-year-old and eleven-year-old to death. Um, he shot and killed a twenty-three-year-old. Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna say her name. It's a long name. Uh, the mother of the uh, two kids, and one of the twins was able to escape and call nine one one. Um, and the reason they say for his actions was he saw one of the victims shared a police report um, on Facebook identifying him as a suspect in a previous shooting and sexual assault. So he sexually assaulted somebody, and this girl posted the article on her Facebook, and he went over there and killed her and her kids. I think um, I either saw this story on either 
I want to say either, either, either TV one or the ID channel mm-hmm. um, about this. And it's sad. I know a lot of people take social media seriously, but I don't think it's never that serious for you to take someone's life. Right. And then especially to kill the kids and, and all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I would say alleged, but ain't no alleged, ain't no alleged to this shit. So, um, yeah. Wow. That is, um, crazy. Like you just never like, no, like, mm, people, people is crazy. And like this, the next article, uh, this uh OnlyFans model claims a stalker lived in her attic. Wow, wow. Listen to me now. <laughs> the man lived in her attic. So did you did you did you hear about this? I read it. This came it, from um I think it was in New York, right? Yeah. So a woman claims her alleged stalker moved into her attic and came out at night to film her sleeping using copies he made of her house keys. Wow. Wow. The 24 year old OnlyFans model said she didn't realize someone was um, something was wrong until her mother um, started hearing strange sounds in the attic. And according to court documents, uh, Mauricio Daguerre guess the race, allegedly entered the woman's home at least four times. The 20-year-old man admitted that he was planning to install a tracking device on her car as a way to intensify his stalking campaign against the victim. Girl! So, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just casually reading this shit. He was, so, (laughs) I said guess the race, shout out to a black guy who tips. But anyways, I, he broke into the house with not not really broke well broke in yet, but he had a key that he made using a copy. I wonder how he got a copy of the key. That's I was thinking that too. And then he was planning on putting a tracking device on her car. But anyway, uh, he was arrested after cops found him um, climbing out of the woman's attic and onto the roof. Um, during questioning, he initially claimed that he broke into the woman's New Hampshire home to retrieve a TV and fireplace that he had previously purchased her as a gift. Huh. He was charged with four felony counts of burglary, but avoid further punishment. Listen, so this sounds like she had one of them uh, um, Amazon wish list pages. Yes. <laughs> and Nichols was like, if he was buying shit for her, and that motherfucker broke in there and was saying he wanted his TV and fireplace back. Imagine you having like somebody there, you say, oh, wish list and the motherfucker breaking your house and get your fucking food processor that you done randomly put up. He wants his food processor. <laughs> That's not funny. That shit is scary. Like, imagine somebody living. Oh my God. So, I, so I never used the Amazon wish list before. But I didn't know people actually have, but I do, I, now that I'm thinking about it, people would have access to your address. Would they? I don't think they would. Yes, they do. But yeah, you got me. Yeah. I, I, I will hope she would have it sent to a P.O. box. He probably was at the P.O. box and followed her. Because, no because if he put a tracker on your phone to 
stalk you that scary as as is because i know oh, no no she, he, he was gonna put one on, on her car on her car i'm sorry um that's scary as is i know um i hear a lot of news reports sometimes that they say be careful of the shit that you post online because there are niggas not niggas people in general that was um basically zoom in on all your shit to I do the background listen i heard that they can uh, find they can make a find you live. key right a picture i didn't i didn't know that yeah until i got on twitter because everybody be posting they did they keys in their little apartments when they get their little apartment and they post that you know they you know they hold a key out yeah i'm like no nah, I'm, I'm not doing all that so i didn't know it's it's just it's weird people are weirdos that's all i'm gonna say oh and, and you lying you was not finna come in there and get that tv it, i mean even that's not it, you ain't got no business you Wrong all the way around. You were, he was gonna hurt them. He was gonna kill them. Yeah, because that that was very. You standing. You staying in the attic. You trying to. You watching her sleep. You watching her every move. Next thing you know, the girl been dead. And thank God they caught him. So, child, this is a lot of bullshit. <laughs> so, do you have a grinder account? No, I thought about starting back up one again you, you thought about starting back one back up again yeah sure. i had one i had one years ago well let's lighten this up a little bit with some silly bullshit grinder data shows um countries with highest number of tops and bottoms Ooh. grinder has released grinder has released data on countries uh that have the most top bottom and versatile users the app popular with um but not confined to gay oh i like how they put that the app that's popular but not confined to gay and by men <laughs> yeah right <laughs> has over three million active daily users um they say that the um the countries with the highest number of bottoms are vietnam south africa china peru and poland vietnam <laughs> what you laughing at so what's the what's the number of bottoms? What what country with the number of bottoms that we get? The highest number of bottoms: Vietnam, yes. Vietnam, Asian. South Africa, China, Peru, and Poland. Two Asian, two Asian countries. Uh huh. Um, that's people, surprising. Oh, and white, yeah. white, white, white South Africans, Poland, and and uh, Peru. Okay. Those South Africans might be white people too. They were saying South Africans are white people. Yeah. It may be. And, so, and one thing that's that's uh, funny because like Chinese, uh, China and Vietnam, like Asian, I guess Asian dudes, they'd be like submissive, but like this going to be like really, really too much information. But like Asian dudes, they holes be so little and like tight. Like they have like the tightest holes. Please explain. They holes just be tight. How do you know this? Because the few times I've like attempted to mess with an Asian guy, like their holes have just been like super tight. Huh. Um. Anyways, huh. look. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. That was ignorant of me, but um, the highest percentage of verse users are found in Costa Rica, Romania, the Czech Republic, Russia, and Venezuela. Something suspect about that, but okay. Verse users, I don't. Oh, okay. And look, look, let's go back. Costa Rica, I can see that. 
because it's a lot of it's Costa Rica has a huge gay population. I can see that. Uh-huh. Russia, I'm not saying too much because I ain't trying to get hacked. Um, what's the other country? Venezuela. Uh-huh. I can see that too. But you know what they don't have? What? They didn't give you girls of the season with the most tops. They cock blocking. <clears throat> oh. They did say that users in um, Australia, China, the US, UK, Brazil sent the number of the highest number of um, nude pics. I can see that. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what's, what city got the big, what city got the big, um, highest number of tops? They didn't, I wonder they, that. This article does not say that. And that's, that's, they cock blocking, bitch. They don't want y'all to, <laughs> they don't want bottoms to flood these cities, bitch. Um, <laughs> Google search. So, um, some other data they have uh, is that uh, include the U.S. city with the highest percent of travel only um, is Salt Lake City, where dudes, I guess they can't host, they travel only. And I the highest that. the highest percent of uh, people with face pictures on their profile is San Francisco, which I can totally see. I can see that. Um, huh, let's see. Oh, I found it. Oh, I had to go. I had to do. A, I had to go do a deep dive. What did it say, bitch? So the city with the the country with the most highest number of tops. Uh huh. Are the following. The Philippines. Girl, you a lie. I'm reading it now. The Philippines. Um, that Columbia, was rude of me. I'm sorry. Colombia, Israel, Argentina, and India. What? I guess. I guess. Look, all of them would have gave look, me bottoms. Look, they would have gave look, me the most bottoms. Huh? No wonder the bitches going to get their teeth done in Colombia. They're going to get topped. Oh, girl, please. Should they get I... they get they get their teeth done and they get their ass get their ass pained out. Argentina, don't cry for me, Argentina. I'm right. I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> but that shit, uh, yeah, that was so interesting. How this this particular article didn't have the um the cities with the most uh tops, but that was interesting that uh the U.S. really didn't make any of them. No, so I did. So the, this article that I did find on Pink News, um, they did say, um, the the highest number grind the highest number grinder users were in um, London, New York, um, Sao Paulo, and Los Angeles. Mm. Mm. But far as top to bottom, the U.S. does not did not make it. Bottom and versatiles did not make All it. right, bitch. Well, let's go ahead and round this out, girl. We're asking for a friend this week. Asking for a friend comes from a Twitter user, and this girl it went it was a viral uh tweet. She um tweeted um uh, I'm not, I don't know the exact tweet, but she said that this girl um uh, this dude asked her uh would she date a struggling guy. And she said no, and he said um, that she is the struggling guy to him, and he was like a millionaire. And so my question, our question is, and that was the funniest shit ever in life. So our question is, have you ever been the bum struggling person in a relationship or a dating situation? 
so true story yes true story though uh-huh when i moved to atlanta i moved to atlanta the first year the first couple of years i didn't have a car and i had just got a job and whatnot mm-hmm. but it's so interesting to me back then i had niggas dating me wanted to do everything for me and all this stuff and once i got a car and had a job that was like you no longer I, I can no longer date you i was like i because in my mind i'm thinking you don't have to you ain't got to you ain't got to buy me food and none of that stuff you ain't got to do none of that but it was just so weird that when i was on the on the martyr he was coming to pick me up and all that stuff y'all was into me but then once i got a car he was like i can't fuck with you no more yeah, so it a lot just, of niggas like uh, a lot of niggas like needy niggas, and that's that's like a red flag. Like they they need people to need them, and they want to be like it's a control thing too. And I, I'm not gonna get into it. It, it is a control thing because it it was just so odd to me because even I was told I was too I became too independent all of a sudden. So it was just weird because you see it now on social media or on um Twitter and all that stuff that I'm not gonna pick you up. I'm not. I'm not buying you food. I'm not doing none of this stuff now. You see that all the time. But it was just so odd back then. It was like, y'all want me struggling? Y'all, that's attractive for me to see me struggling? Okay, cool. But it was just odd. But yes, I was the struggling one in in a relationship before. Have I, I, I've been, I've been the one that hasn't had, that has had less than the other person um as far as someone that i've dated yes um there was a time when stabman had way more than me um it was the other way i was i was stabman at one point and um (laughs) and it was (laughs) and um it was just but it was never like a um I needed, I need you to pay my rent. I need you to do this. I need you to um buy this. I, it was never really that, but it it did feel good to know that when I need something, I could go get it. Right. I think so, that was very comforting. And so I have been like that um, person on that end. But as far as like being able to like take care of myself, I'm like the type of person like, this is this may kind of be kind of bad or whatever, but girl, bitch, I go to my mama's house before I go to a nigga. Hmm. And when I was younger, because at that time, me and my mom didn't really get along, but I had I had family. I still have family in Atlanta. Yeah. But what was so odd to me, because I'm, let me go back to this, because we say this all the time. Um, I never the shit that I got from niggas back then. I didn't never ask for. They was like, I was like, for example, let me like I'm about to go watch foes. Oh, you come on, you come on my house and watch foes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, you hungry? They was asking me, was I hungry? Oh, let me come get you something to eat. Yo, you need groceries? Let me get you some groceries. So that was the so to me that was the shit because I had like number one, I had just got out of um college. I had just moved to Atlanta, but I had never, and I can honestly say this, I have never asked a nigga. For shit, they it's always been offered. So mm-hmm. 
I can say that because a lot of a lot of because it was something on Twitter the other day where niggas were asking niggas to pay their rent or um for grocery money or something because they felt embarrassed to have like, here's the deal. If I'm if if, if, if like I that. if I am if we're if I'm with you, I'm not gonna be hungry. Like girl, I will um I've never been I guess I've never been in that position. But I guess I can I if I was in that position, like yeah, I, I I'm not gonna be with somebody and be hungry. Like I'm not gonna I'm I'm be truthful. I'm not either because I'm 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 <laughs> girl, I'm, I'm gonna like put some this. groceries over here. I'm like this, because <laughs> I and I get and I still stand by this. Every nigga that I have dated ever since seventeen up until forty fucking one, mm-hmm. if I needed something, mm-hmm. I can get it. If you ain't gonna tell me that, oh, I can give you twenty dollars. You yeah. ain't gonna t- you ain't gonna tell me that because I ain't fucking with your ass no more. Not not saying that I need twenty dollars, <laughs> but if I can't get twenty dollars from you. No, right. if I can't get if I can't get a damn uh, honest uh, tea from your ass, a shrimp plate from Long John Silver's, and what's that? Two ninety nine. What Alexis Thomas used to say? If I can't get if I can't if I can't even get a damn if I can't even get a four a four a four dollar bag from Wendy's from your ass, I ain't I ain't fucking with you because I'm you I'm I'm used to niggas. Dating niggas that if I needed something and I and I and I have God as my witness, I have never need a nigga for to do shit for me if I mm-hmm. ever since I've been on my own. But if I really needed it, every right. nigga that I have dated have took care of me. Even the last nigga that I dated, when I didn't need groceries in my house, he bought groceries for the shit. Yeah, that's how oh. I'm saying. That's how I was like. It's just I've never really just needed nobody, but it's always been good to know that I can. In a time that I did, if I if it did come up, I know that I don't have to. Now I don't I don't have to go ask my mama for m- money. Right. Like I will go I will go ask a nigga for some money before I ask my mama for some money. But as far as like pay my rent, no, no. I want a nigga pay my rent. I go move with my mama before you pay my rent. Right. Or I just get the money from you some other way and pay my rent with it. But I, no, I just don't. I don't. They're just too much, child. You think you have too much control over here? You pay, I let you know you paying rent. Paying rent, like you paying girl. my light bill. You paying my light bill. You paying this. You think you're supposed to have a key now? And all the girl. The anyway. only thing, the only thing I have, the biggest, the biggest purchase that I have ever gotten from a dude. I will admit, I got a car down payment. Um, I think. I got my bills paid for like three months one time when I was unemployed, and that includes like everything, like we spending money, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think of stuff like that. I mean, of course, I've got like material shit and, mm. and, and and like you know trips and stuff, but I'm talking like um, things that I think that I remember that really mattered to me. That mattered to me, like, and and I didn't have to like fuck for it or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, I, I, I will. I, I, I had to fuck for it. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm not. But gonna, you I'm know, gonna, but but I'm you know, I, I, what it was, it's a situation where we was together and dating, but and know that I don't really, I'm not always in this situation. So, right. 
come through for me now. You know what I'm saying? I I don't need you to buy me shoes, buy me this, buy me that. But this is the time I need you to come through for me. Right. So the two things that I got, I got because I'm thinking about this now. I got a car. I got a down payment on a car. And when the the very first iPhone came out. Oh, girl. So that was that was like big, but everything else far as needs necessities, I still say to this day, if I if I can't if I can't get a damn, is it problematic to say Chick Fil A? If I can't get a Chick Fil A combo from your ass while we out, I ain't fucking with you no more. I, I'm sorry, I ain't fucking with you no more. Chick Fil A, hi girl, go to Chick- we, Okay, we go. Okay. But you know, but 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 here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Like, uh, it's it's. I know people like. You know, people should date in their level and do within a thing. I'm not gonna expect things of people who where I know that's not capable. Right. If mm-hmm. I know if I know that, you know, I like you or whatever, we just hanging out, whatever. I'm probably never going to date you or whatever like that. I'm not going to ask you to buy me something to eat because I know you can't. Right. But, you know, you also don't get like, you know, me either in a way, not just like sex wise, but like, you know, just. If you offer, I'm like, I would say this, if you offer, I'm going to take it. I'm going to turn it down. But if you, if you offer it again, I'm like, I'm going to take it. Even if you don't have as much money as me, say like I have a really hard problem, and maybe, maybe um, I don't know. Maybe I should find out why. But I have a really hard problem accepting like gifts from people, like material things from like people that I'm like involved with. Like they have to just like leave it in my house. Like I, I have a really like I. You know, I, I don't know why, and 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 like I and not just like people that I date. I have a this is I don't know. I have a really hard time allowing people to do things for me. And like somebody, um, uh, a guy that I had was involved with told me that I shouldn't be that way. He opened my eyes up to that. He he was ain't shit or whatever, but mm-hmm. he opened my eyes up to like you know you should like let people do things for you. You know, and when people want to do things for you, and I don't know how to let people do things for me. I'm the same way, but I think my reason for it is because I expect people to want something in return. I don't even or think the, that's my reason, or, but I gotta find it out. Or, or they go, or they gonna hold it, hold it against me, or not hold it against me. They gonna hold it over my head. And the reason why I know I feel that way because not to tell my mom's business, mm-hmm. but. What's to tell your mom's business? I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell my mom's business. <laughs> but I have, but I have seen guys that she dated mm-hmm. hold certain shit over their head, over her head, mm-hmm. because they, I did this for you. Oh, right. you should do this. And I have always put in my mind because I knew as a young gay kid, I ain't gonna let no nigga hold no shit over my head. Right. So if you do it, I'm gonna turn it down. But I'm also the second time you offer it, I'm gonna take it. Because I don't want to offend you because I'm going to take it as consideration as you didn't have to do it, mm-hmm. but I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning to accept gifts from people because I know it's a token of, I see it as a token of their appreciation for me. They're mm-hmm. a token of their love, even though I don't need it. Because usually if I want it, I'm going to go out and get it. If I can't get it right then, I'm going to use corner 
or after paying again. And you know, <laughs> and, and, and also, I, I, I also think it's important to like. I also think it's important to ask. Like, if you like involved with somebody, you should not feel bad like asking for like something that you need if you know that that person can provide it. And I feel like if I'm dating somebody, even if if we're having sex like on a regular, and like if you if you have a a need for something, like, and I can provide it. I'm gonna give it to you. Because, so this is strange. So some some so this guy that I've been messing around with like the last couple of months or so, he bought me a bottle of liquor. Mm-hmm. I told him he didn't have to do that. And especially with the job he had at the time, he definitely didn't have to do it. Right. But he did anyway. And I appreciate it. And I even told him, like, look, you didn't have to do that. If I want my own, I can get my own bottle. It's mm-hmm. not that serious. He's like, no, nah, I'll just do it because you're a cool guy. And I was like, okay, cool. I accept that. Cool. And I'm learning to accept things from people that genuinely want to give it, if that makes sense. That genuinely, that genuinely want to appreciate me. Not right. just money factor, but just even spend their time with me and all that stuff. Right. I don't know what you mean. It's uh, an interesting conversation there. Yeah, <laughs> we went to we went to college to being generous. <laughs> you know what? Listen, listen. Let me tell you something. I am. Um, I got about another what? How how, how many more years I got to I end of my sugar daddy phase? I got about another what? Twenty years? I got about twenty years on me to I end of like full sugar daddy phase. Child, they they think I'm sugar daddy, and I'm like, baby. I'm <laughs> Like you, don't, you, 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 you don't see no Gucci on my feet. You don't see no Louis Vuitton on my back. So I am broke. Girl, listen. Let me tell you something. I will be the seventy-year-old nigga. Listen, with a fucking twenty-six-year-old, uh, a thirty-year-old, something like that, bitch. We probably ain't even fucking, bitch. You just find a look at on vacation, bitch, and because <laughs> I can afford it. But anyways, let's close this out. <laughs> who, who are you shooting your shot to, sugar? I am going to shoot uh, I'm going to shoot my shot out to um, I'm going to shoot my shot out to Prayer View. Um, everybody that I know from Prayer View um, that I like either lost contact with, I just want to shoot my shout out to everybody. To y'all find me through this podcast, hit me up. Um, I should start being like more social on like I see people on Facebook. I actually uh uh went snooping on Facebook like I do like once every year or so, twice mm-hmm. a year maybe. And I did it the other day, and it was like really, really, really interesting. Um, but shout out to everybody, the professors. Um, Dr. T, Dr. Solomon, like all <laughs> like my favorite professors from Prairie View. Um, yeah, who you shooting your shout out to? I'm on the same strength of yours because, um, I was gonna shoot myself to somebody else, but I'm gonna shoot it to the same strength of yours. Mm-hmm. I'm shooting my shout out to all the HBCUs, um, out there, particularly Alabama State, Alabama AM, the schools that I was going to go to. With the scholarships, Jackson State. Imagine me going to Jackson. That could have been Jay Um Girl, you'd have been out there. Fam, I, uh, fam, you. I probably would have met Run, and Run probably would have been my friend back in the day at Fam, you. And um, 
Tennessee State. Um, shout out to all the HBCUs, all the um, fraternities and sororities, especially um, my friends that are Deltas. Oh, so, you and Ron are the same age. Yes, we old bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we old, we old hags. Definitely but, school days. Y'all was in college. It was like school days or different. No. Um no after I, no we went we're funny. not that we're not that old bitch. My mama was in college doing like school days, uh, I know. different world days. And, like we, <laughs> we, 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 we ain't that old. We, we, we wasn't gamma rays. Uh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. So <laughs> you want me to close out the show? <laughs> so yeah, closing out the show. Uh, make sure you catch us out. Uh, catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Punks Pod hashtag Pod Punks. Email us at punkspod at gmail.com. Like I always say, uh, rate, subscribe, comment. Uh, tell someone about the show. Um, yeah, you can catch me on Twitter at wisdom underscore stature. Um, Jimmy? You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at grab ya Jimmy. Yeah, that's it. I think, yeah. <laughs>